Hello, class, and welcome to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World. I like that. Do you? Yeah, that's way better than Hey Dudes. Okay. The reason I'm trying out new intros is because Tanya said, and I quote, I hate Hey Dudes. So much. <laughs> There's something about it that's just so irksome. Um. Yeah, but it's it's dead now. Yep. And I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't know if Hello, class is it or, hey, Matthew's family. No? No. No? No. What else? Um, you haven't come up with anything. That's because I have nothing. But you do have complaints. Yes. I know what the problem is. I just don't know how to fix the problem. Yeah. She, but I like hello class. That goes, That's good. That goes for most of things That in is life. not true. I'm okay. a good problem solver. I'm just not a good podcaster. Okay. So how's crocheting going? Oh, it's it's going. <laughs> I have crocheted so many things. Yeah. Is this weird? Is this weird that it's we're talking into something that's not yarn? Yes. In fact, I... I almost feel uncomfortable with the mic because it's not yarn. I feel like I should yarn bomb it or something, but I don't you have sh- time. should yarn bomb it. I don't have time. What if I'm a craft fair? You aren't a craft fair. She's getting prepared for a craft fair and she's yarning a lot and um, sitting in bed a lot. It's She's a grandmother. I'm a grandmother. I've binge watched so much television. I have watched Shit's Creek in its entirety. That's two, not a swear. Two times. That's not... It's, it's not, not a swear. swear. It's it's a bad TV show. It's a great TV <laughs> show. It is so so good. Um, I've I've binged it in its entirety twice in like seven days. It's become my crochet show. I've watched an entire series of uh, Violet Evergarden, the anime. I watched Umbrella Academy, and this is just within two weeks that I've watched all this stuff while crocheting a million things because. They didn't God. tell me. They didn't this tell me. <laughs> they didn't tell me that I was going to be a part of this craft show until 3 weeks before the craft show. So I had to like prepare everything. Episode 15. In 3 Ep- weeks, you asked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh yeah, so if you're coming to this show because you are a huge TV lover, uh, which is probably a, a majority of people who listen to our show over the course of its history. Like, other than our family and friends who listen, anybody else is probably a huge TV lover. You found your your favorite host, and it's and it's Tanya. It is it's not me. me. It is because <laughs> I am not a big TV lover. I'm a Boy Meets World lover, which is a weird <laughs> thing to say out loud. I take you're such a lover. <laughs> editing that shit out. I go. I go back on that. Uh, so we're here to talk about Boy Meets World, though. Yes. You've binge-watched lots of TV. We're not here to talk about Umbrella Academy, which doesn't exist Thank yet God. in 1994. We're not here to talk about Shit's Creek, which does not exist yet in 1994 and is a bad potty word. It's not spelled like... In 1994, no one's going to know the difference. We watched oh a TV show for children. Mm-hmm. It was a cartoon where the doctor's name was Lipshit. Lipshits. Oh, sorry. Lipshits. Oh, like Shits Creek? Lipshits. Dr. Lipshits. She came prepared with arguments. And by mm-hmm. that, I mean she's been arguing nonstop. <laughs> okay. So, we watched Boy Meets World. Episode what? Epi- season one. Episode 15. Wow. We are working our way through this. We are. That's I'm so- really proud of us. Yeah. I'm, we're good. We're really good we're at this. We're great at our job. <laughs> and our job is to bring the fun. 
Um, this episode's name is Model Family. Model Family. And do you know who it's written by? I don't. Who is it written by? It was written by Ed Dechter and John J. Strauss. And Have direct- we heard those names before? Uh, we, no, but we only recently started doing this whole written by thing. So I'm going to go back to all the old episodes and edit stuff in. It's just going to be like, hey, I'm a dummy, blah, 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 <laughs> Directed by. <laughs> the first episode you did, you did say who it was written by and stuff and then we just like dropped that which was fine mm-hmm. um because we had years between recording yeah but we recently picked it back up the weird thing about so what we're doing is we we record a couple weeks in advance so that it gives us time to get ready and and if anything comes up like last week something came up and we weren't able to record but in in that same vein that means that it's not until two or three weeks later that we listen back to the episode and we're like, oh, damn, we had that idea three episodes ago and we stopped doing it. Yeah. And honestly, by the time this episode comes out, my craft show will be over completely. Whoa. What is, what is time? I know. What is time? It doesn't exist. It's not a real thing. <sighs> it's a social construct. Okay. So episode 15 is called what? Model family. Model family. What do you think happens in model family? Remember when we used to do that? (laughs) Remember those two episodes? (laughs) Um, So we didn't watch this one on Hulu. We watched it on Amazon because a long time ago, we couldn't stream Boy Meets World on anything. And I think I was on the brink of tears at one point because it's all I wanted in life was to watch Boy Meets World. And we tried to watch it on YouTube and found out we had to pay for it. So finally, Alden out of the kindness of his heart, bought me the first season. <laughs> he was up. so he was so sweet about it. He was just like, look, look what I got you on Amazon. So for some reason, I can't remember why we watched this episode on Amazon. And the synopsis on Amazon is, Corey is assigned to act as the father of a modern family. Yes. That is it. That was a very long... All that story, <laughs> that entire story was just a... Say what Amazon calls it. Am I a Stephen King storyteller too? Maybe. Maybe that's where Caden gets it from. Uh, you just, like, that was a conversation we had in real life yesterday, and now you're just, you're, you're finishing the conversation <laughs> on a microphone to it's people okay. who have no idea. Nobody cares. It's um, fine. So this episode uh, is about what she said it was. I remember she said stuff, but I don't remember what. I think um, it opens up in the classroom. And um, Mr. Feeney... Well, no, it doesn't. It doesn't? I mean, it sort of does. But it opens up in 1965. Oh, yeah. Leave it to Beaver. Yeah. I loved Leave it to Beaver. I absolutely turned it on and thought, I think Amazon messed up. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought, oh, I love Leave it to Beaver. It was the one thing in my life that my mom, like, agreed with me on, Mm -hmm. was we both loved Leave it to Beaver and... Even in my teenage years, every once in a while, I would sit in her room and watch Leave it to Beaver with her. So you had an argumentative mother? Weird. Okay. Um, So it starts with Leave it to Beaver, and it's a clip that they're showing in class that Mr. Feeney is showing to the class to ask them how, um, what are their, his parents' names? Mr. and Mrs. Cleaver. Mm -hmm. How they handled the, the family trouble situation. Which I can't, I never saw any indication of there being trouble, but... They, there wasn't. I mean, they didn't show any, but I'm um, sure there was. They make it very clear, like, Corey and Sean both are basically saying, this is TV, uh, no one is writing for real life. Right. They had writers for Leave it to Beaver. Correct. 
There was a joke. Was it in this part? No, it was much later. Oh, darn. It was so good. We'll get to a funny joke later. Don't you worry. <laughs> Hold on to your horses, because eventually at the end of this episode, we'll explain a funny joke that happened. Probably not, though. We probably will forget. I already forgot. Um, <laughs> so he asked them how they handled it. The boys say, uh, real life sucks. TV life is great. Um, and Mr. Feeney says, oh, well, first he says... I agree with you, Mr. Matthew. I agree with you, Mr. Matthews. And Corey says, well, that's not like you. And Mr. Feeney says, and that's going to be part of your next assignment. And Corey goes, that's like you. And everyone laughs and laughs, and Beaver laughs too. <laughs> um, but uh, so, so uh, Mr. Feeney explains that they're going to be a family. He's going to break them off into families. And what do you think? You think maybe... Maybe Mr. Feeney's going to pair Corey with some of the other random kids in class. What do you think? Well, I mean, we don't know until after first he pairs Sean and Minkus as brothers. He's like, you guys are going to be brothers. And then and Corey's like, ah, ha, 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 who has to be your dad? Duh, Corey. Why would you even say that out loud? So Corey's the dad. And then guess who he is going to be married he, to? He goes, I'm going to love this. And then he says, and Miss Lawrence, you're... Miss Lawrence. <laughs> You're the mother. You're the mother. And, of course, Corey's upset because he hates Topanga. Even though she kissed him really hard once, I don't understand why he can't stand her. But We've okay. been over this. I know. So many times, I think. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense to me. Like, my brain cannot wrap around that. Not all kisses are good kisses, Tanya. I feel like at 11, they are. No. Especially, no. Not, especially not if it's someone that you want. <laughs> Or you don't want to kiss you. That makes it not a good kiss. I think I broke her. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, from there you go. You go home. You go home, and uh, I don't remember what's happening at home. But do we do we go home or do we go to the mall? Ah, uh, you're right. It's the mall. They go to the mall, and Eric is standing there with his friend. His friend, who's from step by step, typical nerdy white guy. That's. Um, interchangeable with about four other dudes Mm -hmm. um he's interchangeable with the guy with the with the older brother from uh what's the show that we like freaks and geeks Mm -hmm. the older brother of of the nerdy kid yeah neil's older brother the nerdy kid there's seven of them (laughs) (laughs) it's called freaks and geeks (laughs) um anyway it's like this they all seem like the same he's just a generic a generic character that sets everything up for the main character yeah and uh, set up he does, because he stands there and he says, see, I'm just waiting for the babes to come to me. I'm just going to, I'm waiting for the day when someone taps me on the shoulder and says, hello, I've been watching you. And Did blah, you blah, know blah. you're the most handsome person mm-hmm. I've ever seen? Come over here. Talk to me for a little bit. And what happens the second he stops saying that? A supermodel comes over. And taps Eric Matthews on the shoulder and I- says... I've been watching you. Also, she's an adult. Just putting that out there. Yeah, a super adult, adult. Adult supermodel. What was who? Who was that? Didn't you say it was Kathy Ireland? Yes, it's Kathy Ireland. I did I, not recognize her or know who she was. She was my favorite when I was a kid. I don't know why. She had the best hair. I thought she was so pretty, and I wanted to look like her. But anyway, she's like, I've been watching you. Did you know you're the most handsome boy I've ever seen? <laughs> I have to I've put boy in yeah. there because he's definitely a 15-year-old boy. You're, you're the most handsome little boy I've ever laid my eyes on. <laughs> Come over here and talk to me for a little bit. There's so much in the show that reeks of creepiness now as an adult. Yes. 
so much. Okay. But also, like, Eric doesn't look like a 15-year-old boy. He wasn't in real life. He right, was, like, but in the 18. show, he is playing a 15-year-old boy. Yeah, that is a good point. <laughs> Thank you for explaining but I think, age. No, like, as children, like, from our perspective as children, like, we're watching this and we're seeing a person who is as tall as the woman who is coming over and talking to him. Mm-hmm. They don't look that far apart in age. She looks like she's in her early 20s. He looks like he's in his early 20s. Maybe, maybe, maybe late teens. Are you arguing now the point that you started? Please stop putting out my arguing. I just, I'm I'm if, talking to our <laughs> listeners, not to you. <laughs> yeah, but you started on the other side of this argument. I just wish... I'm saying from our perspective. I wish this was a video as a child, podcast. And in the corner, I'd have a little count. Like, bing, that's another one. <laughs> bing, that's another one. Um, anyway. If I hadn't been homeschooled, I probably would have been on a debate team. I like to argue. Bing. All right. <laughs> um, so, so the Eric's friend, I don't remember his name. Um, he looks like a Jason. Is he Jason? He looks like one. His name is Jason. Is it? Yeah. I think, <laughs> oh, okay. I think you probably pulled that from the depths of your memory banks. Maybe, but he really does look like one. Ding. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so Jason says, oh, uh, you missed. And she says, hey, stand over here. And he stands over there for her. And then she says, Eric, I think you're the prettiest boy I've ever seen in my life. Um, will you, would you like to be a model? And he's like, so I don't know. He decides to be a model and he goes back to the house where all the kids are sitting, where they're discussing their family, where Sean explains to Minkus what he wants him to be as the ideal brother. Minkus explains to Sean what he wants him to be as the ideal brother. Uh, Corey gets told by Topanga that he needs to embody the Navajo spirit. And he is super woke because he's like, I'm not Navajo. I'm not going to like join in with this cultural appropriation. It's That's not true. happening. I was very, very impressed with 1994. Uh, there, was all, Matthews. there was another woke moment coming up too. Yeah. But um, so then he says, Topanga, this is what I expect of you. You're not going to be laughing long. And then she reads... I need someone who will drop anything to play a game of street hockey, uh, who's a big Phillies fan, blah, blah, blah. Uh, And she says, well, sounds like you just want to marry Sean. And she says, why don't you just marry Sean? Ding. And um, it's, (laughs) I can't, I can't deal with you pointing out my arguing. This is the whole point of the show. So... Uh, Corey looks at Sean and they like grimace at each other. And my thought was, here we mm-hmm. go. It's 1994. He's going to go, me, I'm not gay. Right. Um, in, in less words. I mean, in other words, but basically say that. And I was like, like ugh. I was literally bracing myself for, oh, God. Yeah. I was expecting like in Corey Matthews fashion to be like, why would I marry a dude? Like, Right. As if that thought wouldn't have ever crossed his mind. Or even just like, ooh, he's not my type, which is implying the same thing. But he doesn't. He says, uh, because our children would look like horses. (laughs) 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 And that was a fantastic joke. It was so good. They completely turned me around. I was on the brink of despair. And that joke pulled it all together for me. It was very good. 
uh, Eric walks in and starts doing his whole like Calvin Klein supermodel thing. He jumps up on the counter and starts like posing for all of these little children. Mm-hmm. Um, and making like Fabio noises. And... Well, and he's doing like a Calvin Klein commercial where mm-hmm. he's like, eh. and then he never, the whispers in his ear, obsession. Yeah. Very 94 Calvin yes. Klein. Yes. If you weren't around for 94 Calvin Klein, that was it. And they're like, what are you doing? Also, stay tuned for the commercial break, which I think we're doing again. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, so the four kids that are sitting in the kitchen watching him pose on the counter are like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm a supermodel now. And Sean immediately goes, oh, you got the lady at the mall? Yeah. And Corey says, you paid $90 for the... For the headshots, and he's like, well, you got to have a modeling portfolio. And Topanga, I think, goes, you got scammed. And Minkus was like, no, he didn't. I also got discovered at the mall. And they're like, womp, womp. Well, I think uh, Eric literally did the Homer Simpson. Dope! Yep. Uh, Alan and Amy come in. They get really frustrated that he spent all of this money they on... They don't. Alan, Alan got very frustrated. Because Amy was trying to talk him down, like, calm mm-hmm. down, come out here and step outside and let's talk about this. And Alan goes, but then my anger would still be inside here with my son. <laughs> oh, we have those moments a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but she talks to him and she's like, let him figure this out on his own. Um, he needs to problem solve and figure out that we aren't in charge of his money and he has to be responsible with his money. And... Alan's like, uh, he's not responsible and he's not going to be responsible. I don't trust him with his money. Like, that's the whole point of what I'm saying. And she's like, please, just come on. Like, trust him. And Eric walks out and he's like, so guys, I know you're disappointed in me. Um, I'm going to go back to the mall and I'm going to get my $90 back. I really shouldn't be trusted with money. Mm-hmm. And Amy's like, I told you so. And... uh I think from there it goes back to the mall, right? Yes, it does. Um, well, no. No? Are we back <laughs> at the classroom? Yeah, we're back at the classroom. Are we where um, Minkus and uh, Sean are actually sitting there, like, at the desk, like, in their new brother personas? Yeah, and, okay. and Corey's wearing um, a chieftain headband, so yes. it, it did go from woke to... Oops. Joke. <laughs> joke to joke. <laughs> oh, if only that's still how we were doing our episode titles. Um, this is going to be like some weird episode title, colon, woke to joke. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Probably not. Um, so anyway, yeah, they're, they're back to that. And Sean is, we- uh, Sean is um, all nerded out. Topanga's wearing a Phillies uniform. And, and- a baseball cap. Mm-hmm. Um minkus looks almost normal mm-hmm. like regular minkus his clothes are a little bit baggier not nearly as baggy as like episode what two mm-hmm. um when he was wearing all of sean's clothes mm-hmm. but you can't really tell that he's that different he's just sort of slouching in his chair some but sean looks way different sean looks way different here's the funny part and i was shocked by this realization sean uh whoever his actor is writer strong mm-hmm is not as good of an actor as Minkus's actor. Why because... is that surprising to you? He's not a great actor. Yeah, you're right, I guess. Sorry, Ryder Strong. <laughs> but uh, Sean is um, 
I don't know. In real life now, we know that he considered him, considers himself a pretty nerdy person. Like, he loves mm-hmm. books, and he's very... He stopped acting so that he could go to school. Um, but I think he just plays that dickish... Uh, I don't know what the term is. It's not jock at all. No, he's like the the bad boy, like not a jock. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. that like he would have been the first person to smoke a cigarette behind the school kind yeah. of like sort of bad boy. Yeah, he was the freak to Minkus's geek. Yeah. Um, but but he cannot act like a geek. He was terrible acting like a geek. Minkus was fantastic acting like a freak. Just like, sup guys, what's up? I thought it was great. So the big debate is um, about whether or not Brother Minkus can get a tattoo. So this is like them dealing with um, some type of confrontation as a family unit. And Topanga is just like, uh, absolutely not. My son is not getting a tattoo. And Corey was like, well, what is he start saying something like very peaceable? Yeah, I don't remember what it was. It was some kind of like new agey, like, but your soul, your body is your temple. And if you want to decorate your temple with a tattoo, then I think you should do that. And he's like meditating on the desk. Mm -hmm. Um, And Topanga is just like, what? No. And Minkus stands well, up. Well, Sean oh. gives some kind of nerdy argument. Yeah, it was stupid. And I didn't. I don't remember anything As about he it. was saying that, Minkus stands up and just like... Rips his shirt open. Yeah, wide open and shows his, his dragon Body tattoo. sleeve. Yeah, <laughs> that goes from his neck to his belly button. And here's where some more creepness comes in because like... Sean is sitting next to him, and it's not just like a, oh, wow, it's pretty cool. He's like, whoa, Minkus. Like, he goes, whoa, Minkus, you got a dark side. I'm into it. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, it was a little predatory. Uh-huh. Um, Topanga, who's supposed to be holding her ground as like the strict parent, is just like, oh, I like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. I can't remember what was the resolve at the end of that. Well, Corey says, you ruined everything. You ruined our presentation. You, we're supposed to be the perfect family. And Mr. Feeney goes, ah, on the contrary, Mr. Matthews. Um, that uh, this is how a family works. There is no perfect family. And that's what this uh, this exercise was supposed to teach them. Right. Topanga says, you know, a family shouldn't be judged on whether or not the kid has a tattoo. It should be judged on how much love is in the home. And Mr. Feeney's like, yeah, definitely. That's for sure a thing. Yes. <laughs> he definitely says, it's definitely for sure a thing. <laughs> Can you say that in <laughs> Mr. Feeney voice? Ah, Miss Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, definitely for sure is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So... That's how it resolves. It resolves in them doing well on their project and and the every the four of them learning another lesson. <laughs> but no one else does but because no one, no one else. else was broken into a family unit, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now we go to the mall. We go to the mall and Eric's there to get his money back. And he stands there and he's like, you black widow, I want my money back. Um, he also hands his wallet to his friend um, mm. and is like, don't let me give her any more of my money. And he walks over and he's like, I want my money back. And well, she's, she says, I know why you're here. 
Well, and, and he, she's like, I'm so happy you came back. Mm-hmm. She turns on the charm mm-hmm. and goes, I have a job for you. And mm-hmm. he's like, no, what? Like a real job? And she's like, yeah, it's $50. Oh. Which, by the way, he still has lost $40. Yes. So he's like, yeah, I want I want to be a model. I want to be a model. This is my chance. And she's like, be here tomorrow. Tomorrow's your modeling day. So he goes home and quits his job at <laughs> the supermarket. He goes, dad, for which he works for his dad, remember. <laughs> he says, dad, I've given, I'm throwing in the towel. I found my calling. Uh, here's your apron. Which, um... I think this is the first episode where they actually say the name of the grocery store and it's like super giant market or <laughs> giant superstore or something it's, like that. It's, it's like, Safeway. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a combination of three real grocery stores, like uh-huh. all in one name. Yeah. Um, so he hands in his Superfood Lion Wegmans market apron. Mm-hmm. And his dad's like, oh, my gosh. So he talks to Amy for a minute again. And he's like, you know what? You're right. I need to. Oh, no, I think whatever. So they decide. Eric tries to explain to his dad that he's thought this through. And his dad says, I want you to think about this and make a decision and make an informed decision. And then and only then will I let you make these choices and eric goes all right i thought about it i'm quitting yeah i'm gonna be a model and uh alan goes dope (laughs) call back uh and he says okay that's fine son i will let you make your decision you've clearly thought this through and Corey goes really and amy goes really Mind you, there's a couple of times because Corey's doing this project where he's like, I know in my family as the dad, I would never let this happen. Yeah, I feel like all this stuff happened before the classroom scene. We've gotten it a little backwards. (laughs) Just a little bit. In my defense, I'm following a website while I talk about it. I'm not. I'm trying to read notes, but I made a mistake. I, my pen ran out of ink when I was writing notes, so I grabbed the closest pen, and it was a Sharpie, so it bled through my paper, and I can't read the notes that I wrote on the other side. It's a real shit show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, they- Oh, uh, no, you said a swear for real. Yeah, you, what, you said fuck like 18 times last episode. Did I? <laughs> yeah. I don't think I did. I said it like five episodes ago. Ding! Um, so- uh, this all happens before the season we just talked about. Rewind and then listen to that again. But that's where Eric has decided that he wants to quit. Uh, everyone's surprised that Alan lets him do it. He says, I'm going to let you make your own choices. And he says to Corey, sometimes you have to let your children make their own mistakes. Um, so, which is true. Like, it's a good point. Um, this is, that's a thing that I think any parent struggles with. I know we definitely struggle with it. Yeah. And you've got to let them make their own mistakes and let it play out. It is so difficult though. Yeah. Cause you're like, I see this, like, it's like you're on a road and you see the stop sign coming up and you know, it's coming and they're just like, I'm not, it's not happening, not happening, not happening. And you're like, no, it definitely is. And no matter what, they're going to go through that stop sign. Yeah, I don't think I ever realized as a kid how much my choices affected 
my parents, whether it was monetary or um, just the people that were in and out of the house because of them, like, my parents actually surprisingly let me make choices that were very surprising for how sheltered I was. And now I'm like, no, we cannot let our kids make those choices because I made really bad ones and most of them were monetary and my mom had to pick up the pieces of that. Like if I had a certain amount of money and wanted to get something and I bought it and it was a piece of junk, my mom was like, yeah, just just go get it. Where I'm like, no, don't buy that. It's going to fall apart. Please save your money for something else. Or I want to do this in school. No, like you're going to hate it. It's not what you want to do. I know this about you but we have to fork out the money for the rental or the costumes or whatever um, when Finley did hip hop. And that was really, really fun for us. It was not so fun for him three weeks in when he realized he had to listen to the teacher and all of that money was going into it. It's just um, kids making choices is a scary thing. Kids learning from their own mistakes is a very scary thing. I was just expounding on what you said. <laughs> yeah, I know what you were doing. We're talking into a microphone. It's okay. You don't have to qualify it. Okay. Um, so um, now we go to the classroom scene. Let's skip through that. And then we go to the mall. Okay. So we cut to the mall and Eric and Jason walk in um, and Eric has a girl on each arm. Yeah. He thinks he's like a big shot. He's like, I'm a model. And the girls are like, oh, yeah, he's a model. This and is so great. I think he literally says, I'm a model. And the girls go, and we're the attractive eye candy that follow the model around. Yeah. And then the guy goes, and who are you to Jason? And Jason goes, I'm the friend. Yeah. Um. So they're going through all this stuff and... Uh, Eric goes and gets to where the costume and makeup is or whatever, and they hand him a lobster suit. Mm. And they're like, this is this is what you're wearing today. And he's like, wait, what? And they're like, yeah, you're going to sit in this tank and people are going to throw balls at this thing and you're going to be wearing a lobster suit. And he said, I'm not going to do it. And Kathy Ireland says, yes, you are. You signed this contract, um, which is nuts. It's really nuts because he's 15. He yeah. would not have been allowed to sign a contract. Yeah. Even in 1994, he would not have been allowed to sign a contract without parental consent. And we know full well that Alan was not consenting to that. So did Amy go behind Alan's back and be Maybe. like, let me sign this paper? I mean, that would explain the fact that she happened to be at the mall at the time. <gasps> that is true. The entire family, other than Alan, ends up at the mall. We need to, f we need to figure out more conspiracy theories. I think there's enough actually built into the show. Yeah. So when we get to season two, shit goes crazy. <laughs> um, people start disappearing. People start appearing. Like it's it's nuts. <laughs> you wait. Uh, but yeah. So Eric is like climbing or crawling through the mall and uh happens to see Corey and sean who just happened to be coming to the mall and uh they call him over and there's a bunch of dumb lobster jokes there i don't there are need to rehash there are dumb lobster jokes there but the worst one happens when sean says something about <laughs> you look like you should be served with a biscuit and a side of salaw like like salaw 
Yeah. Like coleslaw, but like salaw. Salaw. He turned slaw into one word, I mean, into two words. Yeah. So he might as well have just said coleslaw. Anyway, uh, so they agree to try to get Jason and the girls to leave. They go over and they try to convince them that Eric was sick and they, but doesn't matter because they hear over the loudspeaker, come through a a ball at the lobster tank and win a free lobster dinner. And the girls are like, I love lobster. I bet you didn't know that about me, but I do love lobster. That was my girl voice. <laughs> it was really good. Um, anyway. So they rush over and Corey's like, oh no, I failed. And they rush over. And, and who then... else happens to be there but Amy and uh, Morgan. And Morgan starts yelling, it's Eric. It's Eric, my brother. Look at my brother. That's my brother, Eric Matthews. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is true. And then uh, Jason looks at it and uh, Eric says, don't do this. You need to choose between me and them. And he looks at the girls and Eric goes, all right, bye. And gets dunked into the dunk tank, the tub of butter. Yeah, this was actually a callback because... Um Jason and Eric had had this conversation before where Jason was like, you need to choose between me and her and about Kathy Ireland. Uh-huh. And Eric goes running for Kathy Ireland. Yes. So, yeah. So, he's a lobster. And that all happens. Yeah. So, and then, and then they cut back to the house and Eric is begging for his job back. I mean, and he says, Dad, I need that apron back. I need my job back. Alan's like, I filled the position. That's my job. I hired somebody to do that job. I can't just not have that job there, which is... I like that. I was afraid that he was going to go, oh, I guess I'm going to have to fire that guy. But he says, you think I can just fire someone because you made a mistake? Yeah. Like, it wasn't just kid consequences that were part of this situation. Like, this was a 15-year-old who was learning real adult consequences for his actions. And it was really impressive how they handled it. Um I think nowadays, a lot of times a show would be like, ha ha, well, everything's back to normal. I held your job for you because I knew this was going to happen. And this definitely wasn't that. And it was really good because if it were real life, Eric would have learned an incredibly valuable lesson there. Um, Alan does hire him again, but for a for starter. Overnight. Yeah, and a starter position. It was yeah. what Eric had originally started as. He was like, you have to start from the beginning again and work your way back up. To box boy. To box boy. Uh, so I, that's pretty much where it ends. Um, Corey does at that point say, you know, a family is a living, breathing thing, which was literally what Mr. Feeney had told him. Mm-hmm. So he's taking his lessons from Mr. Feeney and turning them into real life wisdom. Yep. And then I think it ends. I think it ends. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it does end there. Yeah. Um, I do want to backpedal really quick, like almost to the beginning. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, We're going to start over. <laughs> hey, hey, hello, class. Welcome to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World. Um, Cut to the kitchen. Cut to. Cut. Eric is talking about being a model. Cut. <laughs> and Amy and Morgan walk in. and Is this our Morganism? This is our Morganism. Morganism. He's, That's a bad... That's a bad He's, spot. Eric is um, really, really frustrated because they're all telling him that this is a scam. He spent $90. He can't believe he was duped like this. And Morgan, who hasn't heard any of the conversation, just assumes it's about a girl that he's, like, having a heart attack over and goes, Eric, girls are going to leave you all your life. Get used to it. Mm-hmm. And it was really good. 
Yeah, it was very good. That's our Morganism for That's the week. That's our Morganism. Well, for this episode. Um, what about, thank God it's Feeny. Thank God it's Feeny. I mean, it was a pretty good Feenyism. Yeah. He, uh, Feenyism. I just took Morganism and made it another <laughs> thing. That's not it doesn't how, quite work that way. That's not way. how that works. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, he taught us, and as a kid, that's definitely a good lesson for mm-hmm. me to have learned at, you know, however, I was probably 11 when this episode aired. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing to, to think through. Um, even now as an adult, it's another kind of, oh, okay, I need to rethink the way I do this, you know? So this was a really good one, I think, on Feeny's end of things. It was a very strong Feeny episode. I I think for me as a kid and as an adult, um, learning that every family is different and that uh, you can't really compare yourself to the families that you think are perfect because every family has things that are going on, but the love is what matters. It was an important thing to learn. My family was way different from any other family that I was friends with. And there were definitely times where I envied my friends' families for what they had or what they did together. But there was a lot of love in my house. And I think like for us as parents that we have taken that. And there's a lot of things that we wish we could give our kids that are like material things or trips that we could go on. But ultimately, like our kids know that they are loved and and kids who come into our home know that they are loved. And I think I might have learned that some from Boy Meets World when I was little. A little bit. Not completely, but I think it helped. Aww. That was the heartfelt music. <laughs> um, okay, so that'll do it for this episode. Um of Boy Meets World, not of this episode of the podcast. We are half done with the episode of the podcast. Which means it's time for a commercial break. Time for a commercial break. What's the commercial going to be this week, Tanya? I, th- I think it's for Calvin Klein's. Okay, go I ahead. This is you. All, I, all you. I did the commercial last week. I interjected. I'm going to need you to do a commercial next week. I will do the commercial next week. Okay. But now we're talking about the commercial as if it's not a commercial. Hey, welcome to Calvin Klein. Calvin Klein in 1994. Calvin Klein in 1994 is a very, very desirable thing. You're allowed to laugh on microphone. <laughs> you don't You don't have to hold it in. Otherwise, it's just me creepily talking in a voice. Voice! <laughs> you just broke the sound. It's this obsession. That's it. That's the commercial. TGIF. Welcome back, class. Welcome back, class. <laughs> Hello and welcome to eighth grade. Um, um, the next episode we're talking about is very fitting. It's called Risky Business. Why is that fitting? <laughs> because you just did a Calvin Klein ad in Risky Business. He wore Calvin Klein's. Oh, I forgot all about that because I didn't like the movie. I didn't um, either. I'm not a Tom Cruise person, but it's my sister has gone to like all these parties, these 80s parties, and her and her friends would dress up in just Calvin Klein's and a big oversized button up shirt and socks, like just a whole big group of them. That's how they went to the party. So this episode is called Risky Business, season one, episode 16. It's written by Ken Kuda and directed by David Trainer. Okay, so David Trainer, we've heard his name before. Yep. Yeah, Megan Trainer's dad. Yeah. 
That's not true. Just <laughs> FYI, that was a thing what I said. What if it is? Uh, could we be true, know. I guess. Uh, or grandfather, whatever. So what's the Amazon description of this episode? Corey and Sean risk money on a horse race. Yes, that's it. You wrote it for me, so I assume it's correct. Nope. Nope. It's actually what is fake. It? This whole episode's about, I don't know, squirt guns. <laughs> Risky squirt guns. Risky squirt guns. Uh, yeah, so this episode is, 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 I can't say what the episode's about. That's stupid. It starts out in the classroom again. It's another, I think, Strong Feeny episode. It is another... It's a lot of teaching. It is another episode where Mr. Feeny says, I want to teach you all a lesson, class. Pair up into pairs again. So, like, it's just... It's constant pairing. Uh, but And everyone's in the same pairs. And, like, really, if Corey and Sean don't get great grades, mm-hmm. wouldn't they, like, pair Corey with a different person that doesn't goof off all the time? That's what I thought. As a teacher, I would think that you would say, all right... You guys separate. Mm-hmm. I definitely got separated from people in school. Yeah. Um, don't say yeah. I went to school. <laughs> you broke the microphone again. Like, I can't get you to... <laughs> I can't get you to talk loud unless you're arguing. Um, but you say I'm arguing all the time, so I talk loud all the time. That was another argument. Um, <laughs> so, Mr. Feeney. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I just realized, like, my paper is covered in bleeding through green ink except for the word salah in really big letters and i just keep seeing it over and over again all right go ahead we're, we're on the 43 <laughs> minutes oh, in and we've only done half of the episode we'll go through this one quickly there's we, not a lot yeah we have to um so uh this starts out with them pairing each other off and again so this is my my least favorite part of any of the episodes is minkus is fantastic until uh topanga's involved and then he does the thing again where he's like, don't worry about it, babe. I'll take care of you. Yeah, I think, though, like, he's such a, like, a visual learner that he learns, he's learned that from, like, TV and stuff. He's yeah, for not sure. it's, feeling it. It still sucks, though. Yeah, it sucks, but whatever. Um, I was actually surprised going through this episode. I It struck me as how many times Topanga is just kind of like... Um, I don't, uh, uh, what's the word for it? Like, she's discriminated against, basically, for being a, a woman. <clears throat> yeah, but she Minkus, in this episode, calls her a gold digger. Yeah. Um, she kind of just, like, she's very flippant about it, just sort of is like, whatever, and keeps going. Uh, so, they have to, they have to start their own business. So, and they get $10 in fake money to mm-hmm. run this business, and then they have to track how it's going. That said, they were supposed to have already been doing this assignment, and wouldn't you know, there's two boys that haven't done anything for this assignment. Surprise, surprise, it's Corey and Sean. Yeah. So um, so we have to go really fast. So they get up there and they're like, we didn't really do anything and it's whatever. And when they leave the classroom, Minkus is like, I'm really tired of seeing you guys not do anything and nothing happens to you. Let's bet real money on this. Like, you think you can do better than me? Guess what? You can't. So you're going to bet your allowance that you, like, you're going to say, I can make real money off of this money. And whoever and, makes the most And Minkus goes, $5. And Corey goes, no way. And Sean goes, $10. And then it goes back and forth, 20 25 30 And then Topanga gets involved. And Corey's like, come on, be the voice of reason. And Topanga says, Minkus, we need to take everyone into consideration. And Minkus says... It's my wits against theirs. 
who do you got? And she goes, $300,000. <laughs> yeah, I also just want to point out how uh, Corey, a few times this episode, disregards Sean's intellect in the most wonderful ways. He's just like, yeah, shut up. Let me do the talking like you're stupid. Mm-hmm. It makes me very happy. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so they agree to make this bet, and, and whoever business does better gets the allowance money. Um, so... They decide, that Corey and Sean decide, they are going to... Let Sean's uncle bet their money on a racehorse. Mm-hmm. Well, Corey tries to argue against it. Sean really pushes for it, and they decide to go for it. Mm-hmm. All while they find an, uh, a valentine made out to Boom Boom, which oh, is a weird yeah. is a weird bit. Um, yeah. I don't understand the Boom Boom thing. but It's, it's the name. So I know. But why it, Boom Boom? We don't understand because we don't call each other things. Like, people do have weird names for each other. I think especially back then, people had weird names for each other. People were weird in the 90s. I think we were supposed to think it was cute and sort of uncomfortable. I just found it very uncomfortable. But uh, Amy is Boom Boom and Alan is Pooh Pooh Bear. Bear. Yeah. And We can't say that on this podcast. That's copyrighted. (laughs) It's trademarked. We didn't say the W part. We just said Pooh, like poop. And bear, which is an animal. It's <laughs> That's fine. That's a cute nickname, Poop Bear. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, they decided to do that. They leave the, the the mom. Amy comes out and grabs the... the Valentine? Valentine. <laughs> and wistfully reads it in a corner of the kitchen. And then she's like, oh, I forgot that I had to get a sitter for Monday night. <gasps> Corey, you're 12 years old. I was 12 years old when I started babysitting. I've completely forgotten that two weeks ago you left Morgan <laughs> alone so you could get on a bus and ride it across the... Or to you, spy on me. Or well, You didn't leave her alone. You left her with Sean Hunter, which is worse than leaving her alone. It's okay. I think Corey learned his lesson on that one. Yeah. So two weeks later, you know what? I was your age when I started babysitting. You can do it. Um, we are definitely watching this mystery of Morgan start to unfold. Um, yeah. I don't think, like, if something were to happen to Morgan, we would ever wonder why anymore. Yeah. So, uh, they, they bet money on the horses. They win money on the horses, which was an interesting turn of events. They, they win, win $99. They win $99 and a dollar ain't one. That was stupid. What? That was dumb. That was a Jay-Z thing. Will you stop talking about yourself that way, please? I didn't want to say the B word, so I didn't say that. You didn't want to say the B word? Yeah. I don't like like vulgar language. (laughs) It's fucked up. Um, So they, uh, I don't remember where they go from there. Hold on. They won $100. They won $100. They go back to the school. They talk about how they won $100. They're very, very excited. And Minkus is like, but you're gambling. Oh, yeah. And Feeney's like, but it's fake money because he doesn't know it's real money. And uh, Minkus is like, but kids aren't allowed to gamble. And the kids are like, oh, but we're, we're adults we're, in class. We're businessmen and women, not children. Yeah. And so, like, Feeney's Mr. Like, Feeney doesn't cool. realize that they're actually gambling real money. I thought money. he did no. realize it. No. Well, then how do they win money at the horse races? What do you mean? You can't, your your report can't be, I don't know, we bet it and we won money. 
they weren't using the class money. They were using real money and then using that experience in the class. Okay. It's two separate things. I see. That they blended together. So, like, their bet with Minkus was separate from what they were doing in class, but they used the experience that they got in their bet with Minkus mm-hmm. in class. Okay. So, Mr. Feeney thought they were talking about using this money, that this is what they had put their heads together and figured out that they could do based on the fact that Sean's uncle does it. Yeah. So, they got an A in this. Mr. Feeney says... You've demonstrated a good point in business. In and, business. And that point is that the greater the risk... The greater the, the reward. Yes. Um, so, Corey's got the gambling bug. Oh, yeah. He's got it crazy. He's just like, let it ride! Yeah, so they gamble again. Mm-hmm. They gamble um, that $100 on horse races again. They're up in the attic or whatever listening to the game. It was like an attic, right? And it wasn't no, even... No, it was their bedroom, oh, I, I think. It was like dark and stuff. Um, they could turn lights off. <laughs> how does that work? How do lights? How do lights do? Uh, and then Corey's standing there holding it, and he's like, "They're bet. They bet on neck flap. Neck flap. Neck flap the horse. They bet on neck flap the horse." And uh, Corey goes, "Come on, neck flap, neck flap." And then they're like, "And then the winner is neck." And Corey pulls the radio out of the wall, and then he says. It's fine. It's fine. It was neck flap. How many horses could there have been that started with nuh? And Sean is like, uh, and he reads off like five names. And then he goes, and ironically, one named nuh. (laughs) (laughs) And so Corey's like, oh, gosh, we lost. We super lost. And they call Uncle Tommy Two Toes or whatever his name is Mm -hmm. and says that they won. And um, so they have now won $680. They are two 11-year-olds with $680. And I wanted the show to stop right there. Lesson learned. Gambling is great. I'm done with it. Like, credits. Let's go. Yeah. That's not what happened. Gambling is cool. So, I mean, spoiler alert, they never really learned that gambling's bad. Yes, they do. Okay. They do. But we haven't gotten to that part yet. Okay. They're learning that there's... (laughs) <laughs> you were wrong <laughs> stop dinging you're gonna come prepared next week with an actual like bellhop bell so you can like ding it oh every time. i've already had that thought you, you ordered it on amazon during our commercial break <laughs> that's why you couldn't talk about your calvin klein underwear well enough because mm-hmm. you were busy ordering a bell that's why my bell. voice squeaked because i was so excited about my bell <laughs> So, Corey is babysitting Morgan on yeah. the fateful night that Amy and Alan decide to go on dates. They just shouldn't go on dates anymore. And then, uh, well, well, they they went out and then they call. Right. And, uh, oh, yeah. B-plot. Yeah. We haven't really discussed this. So, right. um, it's Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And on the Valentine that Alan left for Amy, it was like, I love you, you know, get a sitter for Monday, it's Valentine's Day, blah, 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 blah. And her um, Valentine for Pooh Bear is this really not eloquent garbage, but basically she says, meet me at the restaurant where you proposed. So she goes to the restaurant where Alan proposed to her. And Alan also goes to the restaurant where Alan proposed to her. But they're calling Corey because they don't know where the other person is. Meanwhile, C-plot, 
Eric's trying to get a date with a girl, and he stuffs himself inside a locker so that he can risk it all to try to get her attention. Oh, yeah, because greater the, the risk, greater uh-huh. the reward. There's three plots in this bed. There's boy. a lot. Eric's this is almost really non-existent. Kind of four plots, because then some stuff happens with Morgan. But isn't that part of Corey's plot? That is Kind of. No, it, it is. That's, Ding. <laughs> that's the whole, like, he learns that gambling is bad. Ding. I'm learning how to ding with like without moving my facial expression so that it's more like a bell. Nobody can see that though, but only you. It's but very effective. No one else matters but you. Oh, ding! <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't arguing. <laughs> so Corey's babysitting Morgan. Morgan's being to him annoying. She's not being annoying. She, comes she just to him wants attention. And she says something like, "I didn't write this down uh, or anything." You're supposed. <laughs> to entertain me yeah, she, i think she says like i'm calling the fbi or oh the because police. there's money all over there's 680 dollars all over this twin bed mm-hmm. in this kid's room and she says you're not doing your job you're supposed to entertain me i know how this works and he's like bug off little kid and he gets a phone call from sean who's at lenny the- dykstra nails they don't say nails in the show but i know that because i know baseball Ugh, um, Welcome to baseball cast. So Lenny Dykstra is at the pizza parlor. Mm-hmm. He's on his last slice of pizza. I'm guessing it's within running distance from Corey's house because he's like, I've got to go. I've got to go. And Morgan's like, I'm not going anywhere with you. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be babysitting me. He's like, oh, no, please, please go with me. Why didn't he offer her money? Well, he did end up offering her. He said, I bet because, you know theme bet he bet bet he bet five cupcakes that she couldn't stay at home without messing anything up and she was like six and he said you're on and he runs out of the house leaving a four-year-old girl alone Mm -hmm. completely alone i would just like to point out that like his parents could have gotten arrested Mm -hmm. they could all have been taken away because lenny dykstra was at the pizza parlor Uh uh-huh how if only we knew that Corey was going to be a bad babysitter we knew yeah so um they just couldn't get let the kids get in the way of their adult time yeah they had to get it on there are so many times where i feel like they're really really good parents and then there's Mm -hmm. so many other times where i'm like wow they're like really selfish because if they weren't this wouldn't have happened Mm -hmm. um i mean the good definitely outweighs the bad in amount but morgan is at home alone completely alone yeah they don't know like one day she could just disappear and never be in another episode oh i wonder how soon that could happen i don't know let's so, find out morgan's alone at home i cannot express to you how the gravity of her aloneness like she's just so alone at home except for her doll who she has a dance party with and they're just like boogieing on the couch just dancing and dancing and dancing and her doll goes flying out of her arms into a giant vase and a pillar that they and have a in the pillar <laughs> like uh. it was very um home interiors did your mom ever order home interior stuff no it was a big thing at our school we had like three your teachers home? your home school <sighs> every time he does this i like shake i'm so mad he knows i went to school i went to his school and he does this every episode like he a week completely and a half. disregards the fact that i graduated from the same school as him and at that school 
Like three of the teachers <laughs> sold home interiors products. You got this catalog with like all of these things that were basically green and mauve were like the only colors available of anything. That was uh-huh. the main colors of home interiors, but there were pillars in everything. So many pillars. So let me get this straight. This all happened at your homeschool? <laughs> Shut up. I hate you so much right now. <laughs> you're doing your mean laugh. I know. Um, and you're laughing. So it's it's all good. So you're happy. I do this for the people. Mm-hmm. The people are very comfortable right now. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, she throws the doll. It breaks the, the pillar and the vase and the door. And she has a very real panic attack. Mm-hmm. She's just like, oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh, she runs out the door. She is freaking out. And we don't know where she went. Corey comes home and he got the thing and he's he looks around and he's like, wait a second, I didn't leave the front door unlocked. Wait a second, what happened here? <gasps> it's Morgan's baby doll. She has been taken. By the open back door with all the broken glass and everything by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he comes home to that and didn't immediately flush himself down the toilet for being just the biggest piece of shit on earth. I think he he got it but he runs around freaking out and runs to the backyard and is like mr feeney i'm gonna die this is a terrible this is a bad i messed up everything and mr feeney's like mr matthews is fake money and um <laughs> cory says no i lost my sister i i made i gambled it all which is now you're not gambling now you're just being a shitty person i gambled it all and she got kidnapped and mr feeney says i'm sorry but morgan is up inside the top of the tree house what (laughs) was that that you just did workshop in his voice (laughs) um so Corey is they're trying to parallel the whole gambling situation with this Corey and morgan situation and i think that you have to watch the episode like 25 times to really understand and really get the lesson in it but They're comparing the fact that for Corey, the reward for risking his sister's safety was getting an autograph from his hero. And -hmm. it was like, oh, once in a lifetime experience. And so far, everything that Corey had risked had turned out fine. And so he was like, what could go wrong? Well, he learned that there are some things that you just don't gamble with. Um, so it does kind of coincide with it. It just, they don't really express it very clearly, I don't think. Yeah. But he climbs up in the treehouse. Climbs up in the treehouse. She's freaking out. He says, this super isn't your fault. You didn't, you I mean, you broke the window, but I broke the window because I left you alone and I shouldn't have done that. <coughs> God. And, um, uh, he says, I'll take care of this. You don't need to worry about this. I'm I'm fixing this. I'm yeah. going to tell mom and dad that it was my fault, <laughs> which kind of is his own way to cover his own ass. Yeah. I mean, it. it's, I think as a kid, when we were watching it, at least for me, it was like, oh, that's really sweet. And as an adult, I'm like, he left her alone, a four-year-old by herself. He's lucky that Mr. Feeney didn't call the police when mm-hmm. he realized that Morgan was running around outside by herself. Like... So they're trying to make it like this heartfelt moment, like the music is playing that's played for like the heartfelt moments. And he's just like, I'll take care of it. It's all my fault. And don't you worry. Don't worry about mom and dad. It's perfectly fine. And all I'm thinking is, 
oh my gosh, all she has to do is say, I was home alone when this happened and his world is over. It's just done. Yeah. So real quick B plot wrap up now. Um, uh, Alan and Amy come home and they're like, where were you? And Alan says, I was at this restaurant where I proposed. And Amy's like, no, you didn't. That's not what happened. You were at the wrong restaurant. You proposed to me here. And everyone's thinking, ah, what a dumb husband. That's what dumb husbands do. Yeah. And then Alan says, oh, I thought you were, you know, I thought it was here. I'm sorry. And she goes, uh-oh. And yeah, she-, she got proposed to at, like, the fancy restaurant by someone else. Mm-hmm. She got proposed to at, like, Dick's Sporting Goods <laughs> by Alan. That's a commercial. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, turns out... Boom Amy- Boom was wrong. Boom Boom was wrong, and Poop Bear was right. <laughs> um, so, I don't remember what they decide from there but they walk into the house i and think see they're everything. about to go have sex with each other because they're like <laughs> i'm glad that you you clarified that with each other well they're like being really feeling they're like can we get to the romantic part before oh, we yeah. get mad and they say it like four different times because they both keep getting mad at each other and they're like groping each other right next to mr Feeney, <laughs> right? probably because he's always in the dark yeah. in his yard right there no wonder he, he talks like such a creep when i, when I do his voice <laughs> Hello, Matthew's parents. <laughs> Hello, Boom Boom and Poop Bear. <laughs> um, so they walk in, though, and they see everything broken. They freak out. And Corey says, I'm sorry. It was a mistake. It, it was my fault. He I'm... doesn't say I left her here alone. Nope. He said, I'm sorry. It was a mistake. It was my fault. I'm going to pay for that window. He's drugged Morgan so that she's sleeping. <laughs> okay. That's what it seems like. He's like, okay, she's asleep. So she can't say anything about me leaving her alone here. Don't wake my sister. I'll wow. take care of everything. Yeah. He gave her a melatonin gummy. Go on. Like a good babysitter that doesn't leave people alone. Go on when I, while I read about what happens next because I completely <laughs> forget. So um, I want to say the next scene is in the classroom. It is. They're wrapping everything up and, and they're talking about um, how basically they got an A and uh, Mr. Feeney's like, they definitely made the most money. I don't really qualify gambling as a business, but a lot of adults do this and Minkus is mad and Corey then is like, I also learned that there's just some things that you don't risk because they're too valuable. And he was talking about Morgan mm-hmm. because he risked her life to go see Lenny Dykstra. Meanwhile, they haven't learned a lesson yet that you shouldn't horse bet. Like, they're just like, horse betting, though, super (laughs) cool. Real gambling with money Mm -hmm. turns out fantastic every time. Even though, like, a few beats before this, they're like, um... If he's, if your uncle's so good at betting with horses, if this is like a lucrative thing, why does he live in a trailer? So they should really, like, they should really go back and think about that point. Yes. Uh, and then not that living in a trailer is bad, but if you have like if you win thousands of dollars a week, you're not going to live in a trailer by choice. Right. So um, then it ends with them shooting uh, Minkus with some like Nerf gun thing. And oh, then, yeah. They gave him a Valentine. Uh, and they said, turn around. And it then was stupid. Yeah. And then Mr. Feeney starts shooting them with nerf bullets or whatever because he's a hip teacher yeah because he's hip but he was angry like they freeze frame on his face and he's like livid like this is him trying to teach them that horse betting is bad there was murderous intent (laughs) in his eyes uh but then it's over so uh i think that's it what's our morganism what you you got 
It's all a morganism. The whole episode is a morganism. That poor sweet girl. Poor sweet babe. She just wanted to have a dance party with her doll. She did. I can't even... And she wanted to play with her brother. She wanted to play with her brother who was supposed to be entertaining her. But what he was doing instead was counting money. Like he wasn't even doing anything. He was just counting money over and over. Any four-year-old I know, I would be able to be like, I have all this money. Let's go to the pizza parlor. I will buy you an entire pizza for yourself. Let's go. Yeah. And then, and then he wouldn't have left her alone. I just, I keep on thinking of ways that he would have been able to do this without leaving her alone. The fact that he left her alone, it hurts my stomach. I see that. Not all of us can be homeschooled like you. <laughs> uh, so Your face is so red with happiness every time you also say that. Also, it's very itchy and I keep rubbing it. Um, and I have a cough. What is going on? It's all because you cut your hair and shaved your face. Nobody can see that. Um... So, uh, TJF, thank God it's Feeney. Uh, it was fine for Feeney, but it wasn't. He tried to teach them that betting isn't good, sort of, but whatever. I think <laughs> I think that plot was lost a little bit. Yeah. And that's it. That's our episode. Is that it? Don't we usually talk a little bit more about it? Yeah, we do, but we this is the longest episode in the history of our podcast. Is it? In our story. What time is it? Uh, it's tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Did our kids go to bed? I don't... How do we rate these episodes? Do we want to rate them? I, I don't really care. Yeah. I mean, they we were good. can, we can not. Um, they were good episodes. I, what I was... I'd like to get any sort of ideas that anybody out there who's listening to our show has for what we should do, like different segments we should do or, or more importantly... How, like different creative ways we can break it up some. Yeah. And I was thinking after we finish season one, we could do some sort of retrospective where we go back and discuss certain things about the entire season so Mm -hmm. we can kind of wrap it up Um, maybe one episode maybe two like that i don't know it depends on what we have to go over Um, maybe do one where we get drunk and watch an episode and just like mystery science theater that shit like we could do like a riff tracks version of a boy meets world episode yeah whatever ideas you have like you can tweet them at us at we should make an email address for our podcast i think i did make one really Uh uh-huh i just never talked about it then why do we have I it? I think it's bmgmbmw at gmail.com. You should try to email that email address and see what happens. Uh-huh. See what happens. Um, Please, whoever you listeners are in Oregon. Yeah. If we you're have, listening in Oregon, we, email us. We have at least a listener in Oregon, which is we or, or Oregon. Oregon. We have at least one is listener. I can't talk. Goodbye. <laughs> hey, Oregon listener. Yeah. We like you. Yeah. Come we, on the show. We like like you. <laughs> Wait, what? She's trying to replace me because of all the homeschool shit. Um, I'm going to need to know whether or not you have something against homeschoolers. And if you don't, come on the show, Oregon listener. Oregon Trail. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Email us. But where can they find us on Twitter, Tanya? They can find us at <laughs> BM. GMBMW on Twitter. <laughs> uh huh. They can find Alden at A.Bear on Twitter uh-huh. and me at Cinder Hauntabelle on Twitter. Um, if, if you can type that in and figure it out. You don't have to. If you go to at BMGMBMW, you'll see our Twitter handles. So that's fine. Yeah. And, and that's definitely the easy follow one. us. Yeah. Um, definitely follow us. And subscribe. Oh, yeah, subscribe. Review. I don't think we have any iTunes reviews. No, but we really don't push that either. No, we don't. Hey, hey, 
hey, Oregon listener. <laughs> <laughs> we just would really like to hear from you. We've always wanted an Oregon friend, and we, we just want I think it's like the one place we don't have a friend in. <laughs> Watch, we know this person. They're like, oh, I can't yeah. believe they don't know I live here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's like my cousin or something. You have a cousin in Oregon? No, I don't think so. I have one in Texas. <laughs> okay. So, anything else you got to add, Tanya? No, I don't think so, Alden. I've been up since 6 a.m. Wrong show. Wrong what? episode. Sorry, I just edited that one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think this has been good. Yeah, it's been great. Okay, do we have a cool sign-off? Nope. Bye, uh-uh. class. Bye. Oh, what? what? Bye, class? Yeah. No, we said hello, hello to the class. class. I don't want to say bye to the class. Okay. I don't think we need one. I don't Bell's think we ringing. Need an... show, cl- <laughs> show class is over. <laughs> Should we, like, just make a bell ringing sound? Like, brrrr. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did I break the mic can't, again? Can't wait to edit that down into <laughs> a listenable volume. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. That's no, you got to, like make your tongue vibrate like wow <laughs> that's what it is easy though. there you watch you've been watching too much boy meets world you know right. i i literally can't say boy meets world anymore without almost accidentally saying boy meets girl meets boy meets world it's i have the same problem okay well do the bell Brrr.